Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to another edition of Toonami Preflight, where we are going to be talking Appleseed, and since when we did the Innocence movie, we did favorite cyborg movies, and when we did, what would we have done the... I don't know what movie we talked about, where we talked about American Ninjas. We did our favorite American Ninja movies, so now we're doing our favorite just ninja movies. Just ninjas, not necessarily American Ninjas. That's not Ninja Scroll, because we're going to talk about that later on, Right. Um, which then we'll figure that out. We're really just brick by brick, <laughs> not a lot of... <laughs> We've also, Weeks ahead. But we've also got uh, some Dragon Ball promotion for you. Yeah, if you uh, watched last week's Toonami Preflight, you were unable to see the, prom- the, the, the topical yeah. because we didn't get in time. But now we have it. But if you're a faithful Adult Swim viewer, you may have already seen it. We have a game review of the Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human. We have a One Man's Trash and an Adult Swim single. So a lot of stuff to get through. So let's start with 2004's. Appleseed. Um, not to be confused with the 1980s um, OVA Appleseed, which in turn was adapted from the manga Appleseed, which came out in the 80s and was written and um, created by Masumine Shiro, who did Ghost in the Shell. And uh, the OVA was pretty popular when we were yeah, if you were a, younger. An 80s, if you were reared. In the late 70s, yeah. 80s. and Showed up in the video store. A lot of people had opportunities to see Appleseed. It had cool um, designs and was very cyberpunk. It was definitely part of that cyberpunk era of, of anime. Um, so in 2004, Shinji Aramaki uh, adapted the manga into a feature film, um, a cel-shaded feature film, and a tune-shaded feature film, which in the early 2000s, was really popular. Toon shading was supposed was yes yeah, so the wave of the future. This would have been like a year ish after the Final Fantasy movie that was then going to change the way movies were. <laughs> yeah, the Final made. Fantasy movie being full like, CG, Ooh. and then they thought, well, let's do this toon shading thing. And toon shading took off in a way bigger way in um, Asia than it did in the U.S. because people thought it was a cheaper way of getting to the same, you know, it was like it's going to be the new production path. Right. And that didn't really work out because viewers kind of rejected tune shading. This movie did pretty well and I think it's a good example of tune shading. Normally I'm a little weird about tune shading, but um it this is one of the ones where I think it works. It still feels a little bit like a video game because yeah. video games really used tune shading, uh, particularly Japanese RPGs. But uh it's a good adaptation um of the manga I think it's basically the story is just confusing as shit and the manga is too but the story is basically that there's been a global war for many years there's non-nuclear but has basically just destroyed most of the world and 
our main character uh, who has Newt, <laughs> yeah. and she she is involved in this global war. And at the beginning of the movie, she basically gets kidnapped by uh, her former partner, who she thinks is dead and is yeah. now a cyborg. Um, he's now in a robot body, basically, and he's a bioroid. No, the bioroids are the the. the, the gr- he's not a bioroid. The the other we'll we'll get into that. Okay. So anyway, he is basically been reborn as this giant uh, robot, um, and I think he's got a human brain in there, but that's probably it. Um, so he wants her to go back to this utopian city called Olympus. Which is run by a supercomputer named Gaia. And basically, uh, the city is about half humans and half bioroids, which are basically replicants. They're artificially engineered humans who can't reproduce. So essentially, the plot of this is much like Blade Runner 2049 in yeah. that it's about a whole bunch of people trying to either prevent the bioroids from being able to reproduce because they feel like that's the end of humanity, or trying to murder the humans so that bioroids take over the world become the yeah so power. and she is the daughter of the man who invented the technology um, of bioroids um, and so she has the secret to apple seed which is the program that will allow, allow them to it's the viagra yeah, for bioroids it's will allow them to um, reproduce so um, it's a fairly complicated heady sci hard sci-fi story um, but it's got a ton of really good action scenes and I think the main character Newt is pretty well drawn um, it does fall into the trap of a lot of anime where it's like bad guys talking at each other forever about philosophical yeah. crap there is a great scene though where an evil general is talking and she just wastes him shoots him in the head as she jumps off a building there's a lot <laughs> of good like, yeah. moments and the, there's a lot of stuff that looks cool yeah um, it does get a little bogged down on its own. Yeah, and it's dialogue. really long. Like I don't think it, it it was almost two hours long, and I think it could have easily been an hour and a half and let jettison a little bit of the stuff and sort of simplified the story. Um, we put it at I think thirty five on our pace to anime list, and I think in retrospect that's maybe a little too high. Um, it's still a fun movie, but it's not top thirty five of all time. Yeah, animated you know anime movies um but let's check out the trailer which i think is from back in the day when it uh when it came out and it gives you a good idea of sort of what it looks like and how it feels city's population is bioroid. You mean clones? Is created to keep the peace. Some fear our society is losing its delicate balance. Unidentified landmates have infiltrated the bioroid care center. Now, a deadly secret threatens an entire race. The bioroids will no longer have their way. Forever. The moment I press this button, the virus will envelop the Earth. The mobile fortress! Oh my god. They're heading for the center of Olympus! We can't hold them off any longer! 
So uh, th- that seemed like he didn't really believe in the title. <laughs> Don LaFontaine, uh, rest in peace, uh, legendary VO guy, read that promo, which is how you know they spent the big bucks. Yeah. Um, and the music in the movie is a little unusual for anime. It's got some Ryuichi Sakamoto. It's got some um, just some stuff you don't normally hear in anime, which I think is cool. They also did a sequel like eight years later, um, yeah, Apple Seed X. Alpha, yeah. And it's uh, not tune shaded. It's, um, it's just straight CG. CG. Um, so I think it's worth checking out. It's a good place to start if you never saw the OVA. I think I prefer this style of the OVA, but I would say the story makes a lot more sense here and is definitely more coherent and, you know. The OVA, though, I think is more visually pleasing to my oldman eye. Um, just yeah, I do think stuff. if you haven't seen any of them, that's a harder place to get back into. Yeah. That. Um, and the sequel is good, too, if you're if you're into the apple seed. So worth worth checking out if you can uh, muscle through the tune shading. <laughs> but the designs are awesome. And apparently, um, Neil Blomkamp, the director... Uh, his movie Chappie, he based the design of Chappie on the on um, the guy, the one yeah. robot guy, uh, which I think is why he has the little ears. Chappie does. Hitomi. Yeah. Too bad the movie wasn't good. But. Yeah. If you based the plot <laughs> less on yeah. uh, Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah. Um, short, short short circuit. circuit. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so this brings us for no apparent reason into our topic of the day, which is. What's your favorite ninja movie? With the I feel pre- like you could have sold the connection there. With the proviso that there's no American ninja movie in this grouping. No oh, wow. movie entitled American Ninja. <laughs> yeah. No Michael Dudikoff starring vehicles. Um, so one of my favorite ninja movies, which actually just was re-released and remastered on Blu-ray from, uh, I think, Scream Factory or Shaft Factory last year, uh, is Ninja 3... The Domination, which is a hilarious and awesome 80s thriller in which a a, a young aerobics instructor is possessed by the spirit of an evil ninja. And the only way that she can exercise the this spirit of this ninja... Exercise or is exercise? To, no, exorcise <laughs> is to have a duel to the death with another uh, high-level ninja. And so this starred. Uh, so the reason it's Ninja Three is because the guy who plays the ninja, although he's not playing the same character, played uh, a, a ninja a couple times in movies called Ninja and Ninja Two. So he was really popular. This movie really had nothing to do with the story of those other two movies, but they, in a very '80s way, just decided, ah, let's just yeah. make it the third in the series. And so uh, what I have here, I have both the trailer and a clip, a little clip pull that gives you an idea of the utter hilarity and awesomeness of Ninja 3. So here's the trailer first. the most feared and powerful warrior. A ninja who breaks from ancient tradition and explodes onto America. (laughs) 
His soul possesses the body of an innocent woman and transforms her into a lethal assassin. Who are you? I want to help her. Her only hope, the master ninja. Where Revenge of the Ninja left off, Ninja 3 begins. An epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces. Ninja 3, The Domination. I love where they freeze frame yeah, for no reason. For four seconds. So the guy, the actor who plays the bad guy ninja, Shokosugi, in the movies that he was in were Enter the Ninja... And I think it's, yeah, Revenge of the Ninja. And so this is, they're trying to pretend like this is a sequel to those movies, which it is not. They even say in this trailer that we just watched, the story continues from Revenge of the Ninja. The, like, no, it Continue doesn't. spending your money. Um, so, and then this is a little clip poll of some of the more hilarious and ridiculous scenes from the movie that I think is worth watching. Just in case you're not already on board, which you should be. So let's check that out. You can help me? Yes. Is it true that only a ninja can destroy a ninja? It's true. Help me, please. I must get rid of him. Do you know what I must do? Do what you have to. The best scene in the movie, which that had a bunch of clips from, he goes and randomly just starts killing dudes on a golf course, and it's the funniest shit in the world because it's these just putsy golf guys. Yeah, he's just straight up just murdering golfers. Um, So, Ninja 3 The Domination, if you haven't seen it, it is well worth seeing if you can get your hands on that Blu ray. Um, And then next up is a movie I think I've talked about at least in some form before, but I'm going to talk about it again. And that is, of course, the classic film Shogun Assassin, which uh, is basically Shogun Assassin is sort of the American cut of the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. There's like six of them. And Shogun Assassin is, I think, two or three of them kind of cut into one long sort of jumbled mess and overdubbed. But I grew up with Shogun Assassin. It actually is in, um, I think in Kill Bill she's showing it to her daughter yeah um, it's a classic and it's also been sampled by a bunch of Wu-Tang albums I mean it's a classic of that era the Lone Wolf and Cub movies are better as standalone things but I also have a fondness for Shogun Assassin but basically the overall plot of this story is that he has been framed and he's on the run with his son and they have basically chosen the path of death and his arch enemies are the Yagyu clan, which is a group of ninjas who have framed him, and they want him dead. So basically this whole 
Lone Wolf and Cub, the manga and the, the movies, are him wandering from town to town and getting involved in people's shit, but there's almost always a bunch of ninjas that come to try to kill him over and over and over. So he's not a ninja, but you could still say this is a ninja movie because it has all the typical ninja stuff. So um, I have the trailer for Shogun Assassin, which is amazing. Return to the vanished kingdoms of ancient times. Journey through a lost empire of mad wizards and barbaric passions. Behold the saga of a legendary warrior, a loving father who has the power of a dozen armies in one sweep of his mystic blade. This is a story of honor, disgrace, vengeance, massacre, and a man who became a demon, Shogun Assassin. Once, he was the greatest of the magnificent samurai. Now, he hunts the evil lords who butchered his wife and stained his honor. One man and one child defy the most notorious masters of death on the planet. Like father... Like Sun meets the greatest team in the history of mass slaughter. Nothing on earth can match their infernal fury. Nothing on the screen can match this awesome spectacle of sword and sorcery. Assassin. Produced and directed by these two white guys. I know, yeah, which, no, that version was. Um, so Shogun Assassin, well worth checking out, or Lone Wolf and Cub movies, your choice. Uh, and then finally, uh, from 1983, uh, Ching Su Tung uh, was a uh, coordinator, stunt coordinator, who did a ton of movies, Shaw Brothers films, all kinds of stuff, and basically... He eventually got enough money that he took all the scenes that he couldn't fit in other movies and basically made a movie around them. And it's an amazing action movie. Uh, it's called Duel to the Death. And it is largely responsible for the idea of the ninja coming back into martial arts films and thus 
making its way over to the U.S., where ninjas are way more popular than they are in actual Japan. Yeah. Um, ninjas were more of a thing here than there, but it's largely due to this movie because there are so many crazy types of ninjas. There are ninjas with flying bat wings. There are ninjas that... There's all kinds of crazy ninjas and fights in this, but Duel to the Death is basically the story of... Uh, a samurai wanting to have a duel with the most legendary uh, swordsman in China to definitively decide whose form of martial arts is superior. And then competing factions in either country for the Shogun and um, the Chinese lords basically try to get these guys killed before the duel even happens so that they can prove they didn't even make it to the duel. Like, it's a little fuzzy why they are so interested in killing these two guys. But they essentially have to... Yeah, the story's not really the point. They have to gang up. They have to team up and fight all these ninjas that are coming to kill them. And then at the end of the movie, they still fight each other. So it's it's just awesome in every way that it could possibly be. You can find this on Amazon Prime streaming, and I don't think it's really anywhere else. There's no Blu-ray, and uh, you can't download it digitally. But you can find it on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think I have, uh, I guess it's the trailer. Um, let's check it out. held sacred for centuries. Fearful of conquest, her greatest rival will uncover the secrets that hold the key to her power. Now, in the face of treachery and betrayal, two great warriors, one from each nation, will come together to prevent a war. When the day of danger has passed, an ancient code of honor will bring one against the other in a battle for supremacy that will never be forgotten. action. Graphics package makes it looks like a CBS made-for-TV movie. <laughs> old school graphics, yeah, uh, awesome movie though. So those are three of my favorite uh, ninja, non-American ninja ninja movies. <laughs> that should be the next time. It's definitely just get that. hyper specific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first for me is 2004's Azumi, based on the manga of the same name from uh, Kitamura. This is Azumi is they find her early on as a baby, well, I guess a young kid. And she's her mother's been killed, and she's just there, ready to be trained as a ninja warrior. 
um, and she's an assassin in the hired to take down various families around the Tokugawa shogunate, and uh, she's trained in ninjutsu uh, from an early age. So this is the trailer for this movie. Let's check it out. trailer yeah official and professional don't always necessarily go it looks um i guess i forgot i guess the movie was shot digitally yeah it it looks at a time when it's really like you shouldn't have shouldn't have done that the uh yeah they didn't have a whole lot of money but what i like about this movie is that it's not there's no love story there's not she's just a total badass and just yeah goes to town and kills people and i like the manga so it was cool to see yeah um next for me is 1978 Shaw Brothers and Lau Karlung's Heroes of the East, which is also known by like 57 other titles Shaolin vs. Ninja, Ninja vs. Shaolin, uh, <laughs> Challenge of the Ninja of the Shaolin Warrior. It's really just Kung Fu vs. Karate, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Monks versus ninjas. Yeah. Um, I think we're just lucky it's not called Japanese Fighty Times since it came out in the 70s. But, um, uh, Let's check out the trailer for this movie and uh, then we can talk some. I'm 
Hell yeah, that's how you end a promo. <laughs> um, most uh, movies, then it was sort of the Japanese were the bad guys, and this movie is like, what if we take equal time and really look and see what <laughs> each side has to offer? And there's not a lot of, there's really no killing in the movie. It's very uh, honorable and just flavorly paced. It's yeah. just about the fight. It's not about the murder. Just beatdowns. Yeah. Um, and speaking of beatdowns, my last is 1980s Chuck Norris, The Octagon, uh, which <laughs> is – this movie really should just be called Chuck Norris versus a bunch of ninjas, and I think it would have done even better. But the key art – I mean, look at that shit. That is awesome. This is right before – this is like the last of the Chuck Norris as a as a martial artist movies. And then, yeah. Then he started doing – uh, all the like war movies yeah. and action, just action movies. This then, he is, loaned, then he loaned Wolf McQuaid it out, right. and it was all over. From this there. is the end of like, I'm a retired karate champion, right. but I'm also a librarian, or I'm a gardener, <laughs> yeah. or I'm an elementary school teacher, but I'm also going to kill a bunch of people. Um, yeah, and there's some, there's a half-assed love story in this movie, but it doesn't really matter. It's really just Chuck, Chuck Norris, Chuck versus the ninjas. Chuck kicking ass. Um, this is the 30th anniversary uh, remastered trailer nice. in all its glory. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so let's check it out. No one will admit they still exist. Does anyone know? Efficient killers who work in silence, secrecy, darkness, unholy masters of terror. <laughs> By magic. The man he once called brother is now his deadly enemy. He must find the strength to become everything he hates. I wanted you because you could succeed. I need your help. Professional who wants targets. If you saw ninjas, you're seeing ghosts. <laughs> An heiress okay. who wants revenge. I want to know who they are. I know who they are. Everybody wants something from him. A prisoner of his own destiny. He will find freedom only one way. Chuck Norris, Karen Carlson, Lee Van Cleef, The Octagon. <laughs> I like the yeah. Lee Van Cleef is the Lee. Pirate. I think I think this movie is what got Lee Van Cleef the job doing the Master, that TV show from the '80s where he was in. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like two years after right. this movie. It only lasted 13 episodes, but get that were quality. Get that master money. Yeah. Uh, so those are some of our... Good choices. ...favorite non-American ninja ninja movies so far. Uh, <laughs> let's check out uh, Adult Swim Facebook pics and see how many times... Yeah, there it is. Kung Pao, Enter the Fist is not a ninja movie, you morons. Ninja Assassin, great. Ninja Scroll, great. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I know, you're millennials. Three Ninjas, I know, you're millennials. 
At least four of the five are actual ninja movies. Kung Pao Enter the Fist is just a funny martial arts movie, but it is not a ninja movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see if Toonami Facebook is any better. Uh, ninja Scroll, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Assassin, the, the last Naruto the movie, and Beverly Hills Ninja. Which, hey, yeah. at least they're all ninja movies. Yeah. So I think this time Toonami wins Categorically out. Categorically wise, <laughs> a success. Uh, that's funny. Um, I do think the Chris Farley Ninja movie has funny moments. It's really bad, but. It, yeah, I mean, it's if you find him smashing yeah. through walls amusing. I, I, which I do. Then. I must confess. Yeah, and dressed as a ninja from time to time. I think it's funny. Um, it's the just the precursor live action version of um, Kung Fu Panda. Pretty much. Ninja style. So uh, let's check out some sneak peeks for tomorrow night. Um, first up, we have a sneak peek at the next episode of Dragon Ball Super, episode 60, which will be premiering Saturday night at 1030. And this is a real promo for it. It is. Okay. As and opposed to... The generic promo. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We got... Yeah. We got it in. Okay. And we're going to have Sneak Sneak Peek, which we're not going to actually show. We will have a Topical for 61 running after 60 this coming Saturday. Cool. So let's check out a promo for this week's episode of Dragon Ball. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. What's wrong? I have to go. Even if there's a tiny chance things didn't change, I should be there to help. Father, would you mind coming with me too? I'm coming too. What? Are you okay, Bulma? Hey, can you guys breathe in there? We'll be fine. Let's just go. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday night at 10.30. They are here. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Awesome. Um, And then next up, we have a review of the aquatic adventure of The Last Human from uh, our co-worker, Dennis Maloney. Our resident aquatic... And Last human. He had a lot of fun with this game. He said it was really hard, but uh, let's check out the review. I'm not sure why, but even in space, I always hear the call of the sea. So when I saw the aquatic adventure of the last human, I dove right in. As the last human survivor, you return to Earth to find it's a watery grave. This submerged dystopian world is a sight to behold. Explore the depths in search of answers. Upgrade your sub's firepower while unlocking new areas. Admire the scenery, but don't sleep, because here there be monsters. Big ones. The first boss battle's pretty tough, and the next ten are even tougher. You'll have to brave many tides to beat them all. Difficulty-wise, it's no cuphead, but it comes pretty damn close. It's a weird title, but for 15 bucks, the fun runs deep. We give the aquatic adventure of the last human an 8 out of 10. Well, at least the whales are still here. Cool little, yeah. little indie fun. game. Um, so then, next up, speaking of, of games, we have Gil doing a segment of... One Man's Trash. Dun, 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 dun. I need a little audio sting for that, too. Uh, you know, no? there should be a trash truck backing up. Beep, beep, Well, that would beep. be an audio. Yeah. <laughs> this is trash being crunched. We'll work on it. Actually, the real sound of one man's trash is, is you throwing your controller across the... Only happened once, and I threw it straight down. I mean, that's the most exciting thing that's happened during a one man's trash. Says you. What has, what's happened that's more exciting than that during your one man's trash times? Oh, you mean like physically recording? Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah. No, it's okay. pretty... 
pretty uh, solitary experience. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us about this? It? Is uh, my trip down the rabbit hole in Nino Kuni Two, which I liked but didn't love. I was really looking forward to it, and some of the magic of the last game is not present in this one. Mm-hmm. But um, I haven't played it. But after your review, I'm not sure I will. Yeah. Um, What's missing? Just the Studio Ghibli touch. Yeah, and there's really no, almost no cinemas in the game at all. Mm. Um, there's an ending. There's a beginning one and an ending one, and there, it's a tune shaded CG look, which is you start off and you're like, all right, and then most of the exposition is just text written on the screen. It just feels. I think if it hadn't, if it had been another game and not Nino Kuni Two, I think maybe it would mm. fared better by uh, com- not by comparison. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but considering the last one was like playing a Ghibli movie, yeah, um, I just think some of the delightfulness is missing. Sure, but it's still fun, and there's a ton of shit. But it didn't stop you from trashing it up. Yeah. So here we go. Good luck to me. Welcome to another edition of One Man's Trash, where I break myself down and try to build myself back up again. Today we're playing Nino Kuni 2, which I was really looking forward to, and the game left me wanting a little bit. It's still fun, and I like it. Uh, I think I just had too high of an expectations because the first game was so great. Dana fell deep into a Kuni hole on this one and was humping it at unprecedented levels, and she was warning me that there was a quest to have to capture some stinky shoes and turn them in, and the way this quest is set up makes it really kind of pointless and extremely hard. So I figured that was a perfect one man's trash because I knew I wasn't going to play the game long enough to do everything, everything. Uh, So here we go. As King Evan, you're trying to build a peaceful kingdom. And part of that is you have to recruit new citizens to come live there. And once the citizens are in your kingdom, sometimes they give you side quests. And so Morgan wants you to find the stinky shoes so she can give them to some client. And this is relatively late in the game, and you've got a ton of items except for the in-game stuff. So I figured, ah, this won't be that big of a deal. I either have them, or I can make them, or I'll just go buy them somewhere. And therein lies the rub, because you can't do any of those things. This is a really low-level trash mob drop that you, because you've upgraded your kingdom, you've sort of paced yourself out of even getting. Uh, So you just have to go and hope you get lucky. The best place to try to get lucky is to go to the first level of the Dreamer's Doors in Grotty Grotto and start opening up treasure chests and hoping that one of them has the stinky shoes. Or you can get them as a drop, but that's pretty uh, rare. Although you do get a lot of shoes, they aren't actually stinky. You can also get them from one of the NPCs that appears. Uh, There's a traveling merchant, and he sells a bunch of stuff, and one of the things he sells are the stinky shoes. And I actually found them pretty early on, and I figured, well, it's random number god, and I just happened to get lucky. But it turns out this asshole sells two different types of things, and I found the wrong inventory of them. Uh, So I figured, well, what are the odds that he won't ever appear again? It turns out pretty good, because there are a lot of NPC characters that appear. Like this woman who has you pick heads or tails for 5,000 guilders and she either gives you five pebbles or gives you a reward. Or this ghost spirit that fucks you. Or this guy who I'll call, I'm gonna kick 100% of your ass if you ever spawn again. And these fucking cute higgledies. A little girl who will reset the danger gauge for you. Lots of other dog characters who also like to fuck you over. And a whole lot of chests. Some of which will give you shoes, just not the stinky ones. 
So after about a solid week of humping the Grotty Grotto, I figure I should probably hedge my one man's trash bits a little bit. So I decided to do everything, everything, which is all of the Higgledy Stones, all of the songbooks, finish out your kingdom to level four and get a hundred citizens, and do all of the skirmishes, which is a huge pain in the ass, because not only are the skirmishes pretty boring and somewhat tedious, they are borderline impossible to find because they randomly spawn, which means you just have to go in and out of doors and reload your game to have them even appear to then go do them. Plus, you have to level up and grind a whole different type of shit. But there are 50 of them. But I did them all. And eventually, I decided I would try other Dreamer Door dungeons because I'd done most of them, but not all. And I figured if this dog merchant won't spawn in the Grotty Grotto, maybe he'll spawn in one of the other ones. So I did all 10 of those. The final of which is a 30-level dungeon where you can't save, and if you die, you die. And when everything was done, I headed back to Grotty Grotto. I was actually saving the research for the last quality upgrade because I didn't want to make it even harder on myself, but I figured maybe that was actually what was screwing me over, and I needed to truly give up hope in order to succeed. So I did the last quality upgrade, and eventually I did the unthinkable. I gave up. I found the pebble for 5,000 Gilder's Woman again, and I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. But since I was here, might as well try one more time. And lo and behold, there he was. Dr. Fucking Shipper. And after opening up thousands of chests and going through hundreds of doors, he's here. So what are the odds that he's going to have the wrong inventory again? Whatever they are, he actually had the stinky shoes. So I equipped him on everybody, bought about 15 extra pairs, went back and turned it in, and Morgan was finally good. And I was totally done with Nino Kuni 2. Except I had two more side quests. So I went back to the Dreamer's Door and went back to the Faraway Cave, ran through it one more time, got the final two ingredients, finished out all of my side quests, did everything, 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 except cook up the last of the Higgledies. But that's one man's trash for another day. If you've got something fun or dumb for me to do in a video game, hit me up at StupidGill and let me know. Yeah, it wasn't quite I, Gran Turismo levels of yeah. frustration, but it was. I know when I see, I know, I know uh, when when it feels really tedious that 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 we're in the proper one man's trash scenario, mm -hmm. where I'm like, I can't even imagine doing this. That's how I know we've got yeah. a good one man's trash on our hands. Yeah. Uh, well, well done. Do you have an idea what your next one's going to be? Mm, I need to. I need to. Get some R and R. Go back to the islands. Need to rest and, up. Yeah, I was originally going to maybe think about doing Far Cry, but I can't do another do everything Giant open world. Yeah, yeah. I need like a, you need a break. Something more targeted. Yeah, specific. So um, we'll see. Well, good luck. Thank in you. Your next uh, one man's trash. Thank you. And then finally, uh, we have this week's Adult Swim single. Um, so we're all the way up to number fifty-four. Uh, last week we released two songs, and this week you just get one. Uh, and it's a new song from The Voids, which is Julian Casablancas from The Strokes' new band. They just released an album, uh, and this is not from that album. It's a, it's a standalone single called Cool is a Ghoul, uh, and we dropped it on Wednesday. You can go check it out at adultswim.com slash singles, as well as all the other 53 songs we've released. And come back next week. We drop them every week at noon. But for now, let's hear a sample of Cool is a Ghoul by The Voids. Oh, 
some singles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Synergy. Uh, so uh, if you like The Strokes or Julian Casablancas, who gives hilarious review interviews because he's insane, or uh, the, uh, the Voids, uh, the album I think is pretty good, and the song is well worth checking out. But come back next week. We're uh, yeah, another about a month or two Closing away from wrapping, wrapping it up. We've got some big names still to come. Um, so we'll be uh, keeping you up to date. But you have to g- tune in to find out. Yeah, typically how it works. I know. Yeah. Thank you. Indeed. I don't think we have anything else to offer. Not today. We ever did to begin with. Yeah, we're pacing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Any week now. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Toonami. Every Saturday night from 1030 p.m. to 4 a.m. 